plaid powers. Activate. <laughs> Welcome to my basement, everybody. I've got two of my favorite fellows here with me, Ben Silverman and Steve Tilley. Uh, we wore the uniform just for you guys. It's uh, our pre-E3 uniform. We've been taking a look at some games that uh, we can't talk about specifically at all. But uh, how do you guys feel? Our, our pre-E3 kind of taster is, is over. How do you feel leading up to E3, my friend? It's going to be a weird E3, Vic. Yeah. It's going to be a really weird show this year. I mean, we can't talk about specifically what we saw here. Um, we didn't see a lot of really big games. We saw a few. A, yeah. few, a few notable games. That some have been announced. Some haven't. Um, but I think I think it's just going to be a, a weird show. I mean, we already know Nintendo showing one game. Uh, you know, Activision barely has a, a presence. They'll ha they'll be there, but they they don't have a booth. EA yep. is not going to be there at all. I mean, this is crazy talk. Yeah. And it's been some years since we saw this happen. We've seen this happen before, where companies started to kind of bail out of the show in some capacity. Yeah. Uh, but having it happen again and starting to see it happen again, it it still feels weird. It does feel weird. Changes. Uh ever present in this business we have to contend with it on a regular basis but uh, when it comes it's not always comfortable do you think this is a power play that uh, the game studios the game publishers are, are sort of forcing the ESA it's the ESA right that owns E3 yeah. are, are they forcing them to change well whether they're forcing them or not I mean I think it's got to change the, the the show has got to accept a, a more of a consumer focus I think yeah. um, the other major conventions all have their their industry days and their their fan days their public days and one of the great things about E3 for us has always been that it's been an industry-only show, so we kind of go and we get our work done there. But, I mean, it's just not its not working for the publishers. It's not working for the industry as a whole. Yeah. And we're seeing that in this, this pre-E3 that we're at. We're seeing the shrinkage. Before, we've seen, the, we've seen E3 kind of contract and expand again. I feel like it's going to contract and now change into something a little bit different. I yeah. think this is going to be the last year we see a traditional E3 that we're used to, and it's not even going to be a traditional E3 because, like Ben's saying, no EA, no Activision, yep. uh, I mean, no Disney this year, I guess. There's other major publishers that are that are diminishing their E3 presence, so yeah. we are on the cusp of something new for E3. I just hope what happens next year is still something kind of fulfilling and meaningful. You know, I hope, yep. I hope there's going to be a reason to come back next year. It, it almost kind of uh, hints at this uh, future for the games industry that's less about big public events yeah. in general because... I think one of the big things that's forcing this change is that the retailer, the physical goods retailer, is less significant and less important to the video game space than it really ever has been. I, I think there are less companies that sell video games at retail. I think their shelves have less physical games on them, and I think they're going to have less of a presence at the show. And there's also less media covering the video game industry in a in a bay, and that's really what E3 was built for. Yeah. So it kind of had to shrink in a way, right? Well, and they're also, you know, a lot of these publishers now are, are just thinking in terms of community. Yeah. They're not thinking in terms of the traditional, you know, we show these games to the, the press, the press kind of filter it and talk about it in real terms and say, here's really what they're saying when they're showing this game. Yeah. Uh, now they're like, well, we don't want that. Yeah. We don't want Victor and Ben and Steve and, you to know, pick us apart. To like say, this <laughs> yeah. is why this looks yeah. kind of lame. Yeah. They want to just say, we just want to speak directly to our consumers. We want to speak directly to, to our community. Yeah. We're going to have community events. We're going to have uh, you know, personalities, do fake interviews with developers, and it's all going to be marketing. It's all marketing now. Yeah, and yeah. the idea, I mean, frankly, it's always been a little bit of that. We and our jobs have been to sort of cut through the marketing yeah. and get to the core of it. And I think they're realizing they don't really necessarily need that. Or 
at the moment they don't feel like they need that now on the same at the same time i i, I think they do yeah and the companies that still sort of follow that mold to a degree still get really good coverage and the other companies are sort of fumbling around trying to figure out how to do it yeah i don't think that uh you know obviously this is we're speaking from bias here and sort of our personal opinion i am 100 percent unbiased <laughs> and we well we have careers based around covering this industry but i think what's happened is i think a lot of companies are realizing that just focusing on paid for promotion is not really growing the the market that that well i think it is to some degree and for some companies and specifically in the mobile space where you know a lot of it is pay for your audience and pay for your sort of positioning on charts and things like that uh but yeah i think that that you know having coverage that speaks to a wider group is uh is incredibly important and i think there is a little bit of a uh, you know a return to that kind of idea that's happening i'm hearing about it certainly i'm hearing about it from friends that i have at, at uh in PR and in marketing at some of these companies and stuff, but it, it is, I think, all about this sort of transitional phase right now. Yeah, I mean, well, we've seen what Nintendo has done the last few years with the Nintendo Direct, and they're having yeah. great success just talking directly to their fans. Are they, though? Well, I mean, were they having more success talking to us? I mean, we would shuffle into that booth every year and, you are know, write the Are they having any success, period? I mean, yeah. that's the question. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th I think that uh, Ben and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that yeah. I think the, uh, uh, you know, Nintendo's got some major challenges with perception, I think, coming into this, this E3. This is their rebuilding year. This is the year yeah. they realize that, that they, they, they're not going to make the playoffs, so they're just going to sit out <laughs> and hope that they get the, the, the good draft pick next year with the NX and yeah. come back because they have good, I mean, they got to shake something up uh, yeah. in order to come back from this. But yeah, I mean, we're seeing this, this weird change and uh, uh, like uh, we sometimes forget, like you were saying, that E3 is not just about media. It is about retail. I mean, it's, it's, it used to be where all the EB Games employees mm -hmm. would be, and now that that's, that shelf space and those negotiations aren't as critical a part of E3, yeah. I mean, that's another reason why it's shrinking. I mean, I don't know, it's weird, man, it's weird. We, we, we come here every year and we kind of bitch and moan about, uh, about the state of the biz, but this is the first year it really feels like it's changing in, in a not, not, not a great way. Well, and to be clear, I mean, I, I think all three of us hate the idea of just bitching for bitching sake. I think that we have bitched and complained about this change, not just because we're cantankerous old veterans and, and old men that but have yeah. covered this business. I mean, that's part of it. Uh, but I think we just really love this industry and love the potential of it. And when we get little tastes and glimpses of where the video games media can take us, the video games as a medium can take us, like Uncharted 4, we want that on a consistent level, and we want that to matter to our audiences and a, and a broader audience and an audience that keeps and continues to expand. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you remove events like this and spectacle like this, that is a, a, a dangerous play, you know? When you start to kind of pull back on celebrating this business and celebrating its highs yeah. and where it can go, that's... That's taking this out of the limelight again for a lot of people. But I think the question is: is it is it that we is it that we're, we need to pull back the celebration, or is it that E three specifically yeah. is no longer working for these companies the way that it once wa uh, yeah, once was? I think, I think the ESA sort of is forcing everybody's hand. All these publishers kind of have to play the game. You got to rent the space, and it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. And they're all competing for the same headlines and the same noise. Yeah. I think a lot of companies over the years were like. You know, we spent a million dollars on this crazy booth and all this stuff. Journalists who are the people who are mostly there are in the industry. We're not 
wowed by your booth. We yeah. don't come to E3. At first, the first year or two, yeah. you're like, look at this incredible <laughs> screen and all. There's a booth, babe, and the thing, and well, this is crazy. Oh, my God. And then by, like, the third time you're here, you're like, get it out of the way because I got a meeting to yeah. play a game. And I think over the years, these companies have – a lot of these companies have just seen the ROI on E3 yes. is not what they expected. And they're coming up with other plans, you know. The thing that made – and has made E3 so important and so vital for this business, though, was not us, because we were coming no matter what. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not us. Like right. we're we're going to be there. We're going to put it out there. But what it did is, you know, and I can speak specifically to what it did for EP as a television show. Mm -hmm. When we put the cameras in front of those booths that people could not travel to, mm -hmm. that was good. That was very exciting, and that also drew lots of local press. It also drew the <laughs> CNNs and MSNBCs yep. and. And they have something grandiose to shoot against in a positive way. Because most of the time, most of the mainstream media that focuses any attention on video games, it's about the controversy that's happened of the week. It's about how much the stock value has risen or, or dived. Or it's about some kind of tie-in to another medium. It's not about the value, the cultural value and significance of video games as they stand unless they have things like this. And I don't think that PAX, even in its celebratory kind of let's go and cosplay and, sh and love our games the way that, and it clearly works for that fan base. I think when mainstream media shows up at PAX, it's more of like a confusion. You know, it's well, more it's like, why is this happening? Rather than, yes, of course this yeah. is happening. Let's talk about this. This is incredible. Well, I mean, and I think the reason is, and, and to maybe steer us back into talking about this year's E3 a little bit, Yeah. Uh, E3 is still where the big announcements tend to happen. Yeah. And I mean, Sony and Microsoft, as much as we're talking about Nintendo kind of falling apart and some of the other publishers, Konami not really having a presence, some of these other publishers not yeah. really having a presence, Sony and Microsoft are still going to, you know, throw haymakers at each other. Oh, and, and there's going to be tons of stuff coming out of those main platform holders. And as long as that stuff is, is still happening and like, this is where we'll theoretically hear about the next PlayStation, the 4.5. We'll hear about whatever Xbox The is new doing. Xbox. This is the yeah. place where those things happen. And as long as it still holds that power, yeah. whether they're streaming it and they don't need to watch it you know, through us, whether whether they still want to look at it through our lens, whether they're watching it on you know, YouTube, whatever, however they're seeing it, yeah. uh, consumers are still going to flock to this conference as long as it's holding those big secrets only if they know about it yeah. and that's what and that's why it needs to continue yeah. you know but then what happens when we've seen a couple years now sony's done the playstation experience they've got good traction out of that uh what happens when sony says okay you know we don't actually need e3 anymore we can yeah. do our own event uh, on our own schedule xbox could bring back the the international xo events i i feel like if, if e3 doesn't somehow hit some kind of a resurgence next year, we're going to see even the big platform holders pull out. We're going to see Sony say, okay, E3 was a thing that we would make our big announcements at, but now we'll do it at PSX, and Xbox says we'll do it at XO, and that way we're not shouting over the din, we're well, not shouting to get heard above all, uh, all these other uh, I think that's, that's a core issue with the games industry right now in general. I think there's so many specific individual uh, you know, sort of agendas and uh, self-promotional kind of vehicles and, and campaigns happening that they aren't sort of taking the wider concept and, and the, the spillover that will come from kind of taking that sort of competitive 
the sort of agenda and putting it to the side for a second and working together to put the spotlight on games as a whole. And I think that PlayStation stands to win a lot more eyeballs if they're embedded with the other companies as opposed to them just going off on their own. Same for Xbox, same yeah. for Nintendo. Well, it, I, it's interesting because if you think about what they do in the tech space, if, if you think about what, what Google, Google, I think actually today as, as we're shooting this, Google I.O. is happening. Yeah. Um, and then Apple does their own events. Right. At CES, which would be the closest that you know the tech industry has to E3, which is much bigger than E3, Yeah. Apple doesn't show up to CES and do a big thing. Yep. Like Google doesn't unveil their new blah blah blah. I mean, there are Samsung, there are companies that show up and do certain things there. Yeah. And but mostly it's about everybody who can't pull together those big important days. Yeah. And the companies that can pull together the big important days and do them, they they, they want to own the week. Like Apple, they do it on their own terms. I think we're starting to see that happen a little bit with yeah. EA saying we want to do our thing. Now they're doing it at E3 yeah. and they're doing it in the same way that other companies do it. So like Ubisoft's doing a press conference, EA is not at E3, yeah. but they're doing an <laughs> event. And that's kind of cheesy, I think. It's a little bit sort of <laughs> taking advantage of us, uh, of all of the press and all of the hype <laughs> and spectacle, <laughs> but not having to pay the dough. And, uh, you know, to that end, I think like is the ESA like stuck in a, a pricing rut that they just couldn't figure out? Like it isn't the mid nineties. There aren't as many games, you know, like EA has been on the rebound, but I, I, they've also had to spend a lot more money yeah. recently as well. Right. So obviously they're, they're looking at their dollars and they're looking at the way things are. And I think that's across the board with all of the game companies. E the ESA should maybe have pulled out of, the Los Angeles Convention Center, if that was too expensive, whatever their pricing mechanic, it, you can't yeah. base that on the way the the industry was in the mid '90s. I think you turn it into Comic Con. Yeah. I mean, Comic Con is is huge and has grown bigger and bigger and bigger. Yep. Uh, and part of the way that it's done that was by by being public and by by you know bringing in you know obviously a lot of it's just the growth of comics and the or the you know superhero industry and all that stuff. But but it it, it sort of really pushed that fan angle and yeah. didn't try to sort of say we're an industry event. Yeah. I think E3 at this point needs to kind of look let, itself in the mirror and the say in. we're not let an industry in. event. Like we're not serving journalists well anymore. We're not serving retailers well anymore. So who are we serving? Why don't we make that money back? Don't charge a billion dollars for everybody to, you know, to, to, to rent space. May, or if you're going to, you know, make that money yeah. back by selling tickets let let people show up and then the big companies sony and microsoft will hold their own events own their own weeks and will still have a vibrant show I, that's important to people i, I mean I, I think the clear thing is for them to like partner with another company that focuses on that fan event you know on fans showing up and pax seems like a natural why not call it e3 pax week and 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 uh a couple days of of uh industry that stuff be, and then three days of uh of fans that might be too much concentrated gamer yeah. uh essence well, well, maybe it's maybe <laughs> maybe it's three days or maybe it's but, it's like the tokyo game show but that's exactly it you know condense it a little bit maybe a, a less expensive venue um yeah and open it up to the public for a couple days sell tickets uh, turn it into something that that is not just as insular as E3. You know, yeah. we have always come to E3 feeling a certain sort of privilege that we can be at E3. Yeah. But uh, the 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 fans don't need that anymore. They don't need us no. as the gatekeepers of what's happening at E3. So open up to the fans, make it cheaper. I think the EAS, the ESA has got to do that. They've got to say this year we've lost EA, we've lost Activision. Yeah. We can't afford to lose any other major players yeah. or or 
what happens. I mean, you can't fill the, the LACC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So smaller venue, public facing. Maybe that's maybe that's the the evolution of E3. Okay. Well, let's talk about this E3 in particular and the stuff that uh, is coming up that you're most excited about. I tweeted that uh, Deus Ex now is. Uh, uh, and I'm not going to get into specifics, but obviously I've seen a little bit more about Deus Ex, and we know it's coming this summer. That's now at the top of my most hype list for Whoa. 2016, because I, I freaking love the first game, and I just think that there's just so many intricate ways to unravel the puzzles of the game, and Square Enix, uh, or Eidos Montreal, has just done a phenomenal job sort of carrying the baton that Warren Spector kind of set up and his team set up. And I was surprised by the first game, but now I feel like there's an overwhelming confidence with this second game, and, and uh, I can't wait till it's all polished and done and in my house. So that's your t is that your number one Right game now, right yeah, now? I really? think so it is, yeah. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, well, Dishonored too. I mean, there's lots of them, but... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, Dishonored for sure is up there for me. I, I love that game, and I think that game, you know, came, kind of blew everybody's mind, won a bunch of Game of the Year awards, and then kind of quickly vanished off the, yeah. like, when we talk about the best games in the last five years or something people seem to kind of quickly forgotten about it yep. and i i love it that was a 2011 game i think uh, something like that yeah. 2012 maybe yeah. but uh it was a spectacular game i'm yep. excited to see where bethesda takes it i'm excited to see what the hell bethesda is going to do because yeah. they're doing another press conference we know they have dishonored too mm -hmm. we know they have the elder scrolls card game mm -hmm. yeah what's and What's, I mean, Doom is Doom's out. It's killing it. Yep. And it's a great Fallout's game. Fallout's out Did and they killing give us it. A taste of uh, Elder, Elder Scrolls Six. I mean, yeah. That uh, would be. If they're gonna, they're having a big event, so I kind of feel like this would be the time. I mean, unless they have four other games that they're gonna shovel out at us, and, and yeah. they they do have. What are the the guys who did the last uh, the New Order? Yeah. Um, they got know. Evil Within, I think, uh, another one from those guys, right? Yeah, so they might have a couple sort of of those kind of maybe B-tier as opposed to, you know, the Elder Scrolls and Fallout. But yeah. I would love to see what they're doing next with that. Um, and then, listen, we've been talking all this smack about Nintendo. And yeah. it's really easy to talk smack about Nintendo. But if I'm being honest with myself... Yeah. You can't wait to play Zelda. I want to see yeah. this giant. I've, all I've seen is that one picture yeah. of like him standing there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, there's this one, yeah. and then there's the one with him standing there yeah. or sitting on the horse, and there's like a. Yeah. And you're just like, what? What's happening here? I cannot wait for this <laughs> new Zelda. I'm I'm yeah. playing Twilight Princess uh, HD still with my daughter. We're, we're sort of enjoying the whole journey of this game, and it, it blows me away. It is so damn good, you know. Yeah. I am so psyched and i know that this new game is supposed to be a little closer in tone and to you know maturity and darkness and right. and you know story breadth to the twilight princess kind of era of zelda i can't wait for this for this freaking game i cannot wait what are, what are the surprises going to be this year though yeah. you know, we look at we have a, some insight into the into the what's being announced in terms of the surprises from the different the different publishers i don't even really know what you know, we sort of suspected big announcements each year. Like, are we going to see something like a, a Red Dead Redemption 2? Are we going to see something like, right. like what's going to be, what are we going to walk out of the Sony press conference or the, or the Xbox press conference and saying wow about? I, I, can't I think Mafia 3 is going to knock our socks off. I think that Hayden Blackman and uh, a lot of the ex-LucasArts folks that he put together We'll see, I, we'll see, but I, 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 I it's a twitch. Uh, well, I know, and it's I, and, and I, you guys reviewed Mafia Two on the twitch, show, and yeah. it was uh, underwhelming. But I think that they've reined that in, and Hayden Blackman is uh, a, a very, very cool creative force. So I'm psyched that that's happening. Uh, it, you know, I, I don't know if Rockstar will announce 
Red it's, Dead it's, too. It's a little more of a pipe dream. It's a little yeah. more of a pipe dream. That that would be that would be like a, a great feather in in Sony's cap if, if Rockstar came out at the the PlayStation press conference and threw that out. But I'm not really sure what the surprises are going to be. We we kind of an, we have an idea. We were talking about whether. What, what's Warner going to show? What are Warner Brothers going to show? Are we going to see Mortar 2? And what yes. else? I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see a Sucker Punch Spider-Man Homecoming reveal oh. on uh, on for PlayStation 4.5 in right. 4K starring uh, wow. Tom Holland. That's a, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, very No, I think I think that's happening. Okay. Uh, I th- you know, we know that we're getting uh, Mass Effect Andromeda next year. That's already been announced, so I think we're going to get a you know, playthrough. Not, not, not at E3, though. No. No. EA's not at E3. No. So oh right, you can't talk about actually, it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and we're also probably gonna maybe get a little teaser of what they're thinking of for Battlefront Two, but not at E3. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What a weird year this is gonna be, yeah. man. What a weird yes. year this is gonna be. Yeah. I can't wait until you know Thursday, Friday rolls around and we get together for our, our kind of our post E3 beverages uh, yes. and just go over what happened during the week because yeah. it's gonna be a freaking. Wait, are we allowed to swear on the podcast? Sure, go ahead. It's going to be a fucking weird week, It's a fucking weird week, <laughs> yes. Civ 6, uh, sort of they dropped the announcement, I think, last week. Yeah. And uh, uh, that's all we can say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't talk about whether or not that yeah. game's going but to be... But it's coming. It's October 21st. Yeah, it's going to be an easy Yeah, of course it's going to be an easy You think yeah. it's going to be... I mean, do you think it's going to be good? I, 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 I imagine Civ 6 will be... I imagine uh, Paraxis is pretty... Well, yeah. Pretty fucking good. And yeah. what about yeah. uh, and what about Cliffy B's new game? Uh, Lawbreakers. Yeah. I, I think uh, that's out in in uh, a little bit of an alpha state right now. Some people have played it. Maybe we have played it. It's a. M- it may have put a, a smile or two on some faces <laughs> around here. It, it might have. However, yeah. yes. I will say a game like Lawbreakers is is up against the wall. Yeah. A wall named Overwatch. Yeah. And in fact, all of these games that we're going to be seeing, even including games like Gears of War Four, yes. which we'll see yeah. uh, for sure. Uh, that are trying now to get in on. I don't know if you guys have heard of esports. <laughs> esports, Elect- es- electronic sports. Yes. Uh, but everyone's trying to get in on esports, and yep. uh, and the truth is, it's very hard to get uh, make a successful esport. I mean, even if you make a game that seems ripe for it, like Rocket League, it takes a long time before it turns into right an esport. And uh, Lawbreakers obviously has those sort of aspirations, yep. and uh, and I just think that this hero shooter the idea of everyone's doing their own team fortress 2 kind of thing uh n- you can't they're all going to succeed and i think at this point overwatch which will be out uh by the time we get to e3 yeah i think it's just going to kind of demolish oh yeah it's out this month right yeah, it's, it's coming out on the 24th or something uh, 25th unreal, yeah. yeah it's coming out i think in a week or so so uh you know that to me has been a real sad missing element for a long time from e3 which was blizzard who used to be there all the time yeah. they had that big big at orcs and stuff right. all over the place uh, so not having them there, you know, they were one of the first that really pulled out and said we're going to do our own event like BlizzCon. Yeah. And if you if you look at how well it's worked for them. Yeah. Uh, and kind look, of the, the, the precedence is being set. I mean, you you did mention Comic Con, but Fox is not showing any trailers at Comic Con this right. year. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Disney is Disney was really missed at Comic Con last year. They didn't have anything in the movie stuff at all. But then that's another example. Disney does for Star Wars. They do celebration. The celebration yeah. was huge last year, and it's going to be enormous in London yes, this year. And D two three. And there's yeah, there's yeah. no reason for them to really throw their weight into Comic Con when they have their own events that they know they're gonna they're gonna get the coverage out of, and they're gonna get the the fans out at yeah it's just i i feel like i mean we're going back to to the transformation of e3 if e3 doesn't become something a little more financially reasonable and publicly accessible then that's that's kind of the comic-con i think Disney that's Comic-Con the future is what we're going to see i think that's the clear thing right like they, they've got to open it up now that i do know that they are doing some 
E3 Live Nights, and they are opening it up to people to come to the L.A. Live area to watch some music and play some games and well, stuff. Well, at EA, which is not at E3, is having public access to their yeah. stuff uh, at their sort of E3 parallel event. So that's, you know, we'll get a taste, see how that works, see how that's received, and that yeah. could be that could be a real uh, what a, a, a flag for, for where things are going. It's so heartbreaking that we're not going to get the NX like we're not going to see anything. There won't be anything revealed. I mean, it's just a bunch of teasers and tastes. And and they could have owned this show with that, you Absolutely. know, because because as much as the you know Sony announcing uh, the the PS Neo, and we uh, we keep talking about this yeah. as if it's true. We, we talk about this all the time. Like yeah. you keep asking, have they announced it? Have they actually announced yeah. it? Because we're all like, it's happening. It's happening in um, September, it's, and it's, by, it's, October, it's, 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 by October, you, you <laughs> have to be able to buy 4K PlayStation yeah. 4 games. Uh, we're just assuming yeah. this is coming, but, yeah. but Nintendo really could have stolen so much thunder out of E3 by just saying. We're going to do Zelda, and we're going to talk about our next system, and they yeah. just would have kind of owned the show. Yeah. And I think maybe they will. Maybe they are doing a little subterfuge and trying to sort of zig, and then they will zag at the no, at I the conference. I don't think that company zigs and zags. They just they just zig. Yeah. Uh, what I think is 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 most important for me now at E3. Yeah. Uh, the, the race now uh, is you know Sony and Microsoft. We know that, micro that that Nintendo's out of this now, right? Like they're not even kind of fighting anymore yeah. the console thing. Uh, and they're working on this new system. I they think will likely have the game of the show, though, <laughs> which is crazy. They could have, they'll certainly yeah. have one of them, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think this show is incredibly important for Microsoft. Yeah. I think yeah. Microsoft has had their ass handed to them yeah. two E3s in a row. First, yeah. there was a year where Sony, like, you know, snaked them on the whole thing with the, uh, you know, the. Uh, yep. Uh, the backwards and the, or the price point the, and the, the thing, the yeah. price point, and yeah. then they nailed them with the. Uh, you know, last year they just came out with so many nostalgic games, yes, and they, they came did. out with La uh, Last Guardian and No Man's. It was such an overwhelming Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah. Uncharted. Yeah. Microsoft has to respond this year. They yeah. have to make the case now for their console because it's they're losing month after well, month. They had an impressive showing last year too with all of their new games that they were investing in and all of the the like the Tomb Raider exclusive and all of that stuff and some of these things have paid off Quantum Break was uh, a disappointment uh, and we still are waiting to see it's not Zero Dawn but it's their robot and what's that one called? ReCore? yeah we yeah. still have to wait for that yeah. uh, I've heard that Crackdown 2 might not be at at the at 83, which just seems nuts, because that's a game that I'm really looking forward I to. Or Crackdown 3, I mean. Yeah, I think they're going to be hanging their hat on Gears of War 4. Is like yeah. That's going to be their big, big game. And, and I just feel like when you look at the the suite of games that Sony has rolled out and has teased and has sort of said, you know, yeah. this is what we have coming. I mean, everybody's most anticipated games of 2016 list at the beginning of the year had like nine Sony games yeah. on them and like yeah. maybe one or two Xbox. Like and and, and the one that was my most anticipated is already... Target come out. and gone yeah. and we've yeah. reviewed it and yeah. talked about it which is nuts and it's so weird when that happens before an E3 because and everything that we've seen in the last little while it's like well I'm comparing it to Uncharted 4 and that is a tour de force it may not be the best of the Uncharted games in my opinion but it's it's uh, certainly one of the best if not the best looking game that's so tuned and polished yeah. it's a, a remarkable gift to any fan of video games and to, you can't not compare everything to that now from now it's like why is this not as good as uncharted 4 i'm i'm worried about xbox i'm worried about microsoft you're yeah. absolutely right they do have to come out and they do have to to knock it out of the park but i don't know what they're going to knock it out of the park with hololens they, 
They have no. to. They have yeah, to show us that. Yeah, but that's not going to be something that we don't want. That. And it's not even really. It's its, it's, its own platform. Yeah. It's really not about Xbox, is it? I don't see. I don't see Hollow. Maybe. I mean, a consumer Hololens this year. But is that going to happen? Even if it does, I don't. I mean, I I I love the idea of VR and AR. But yeah. from the hands-on that you know Ben and I were talking about this yesterday, the hands-on we've had with with Hololens right now yeah. is just it, the technology is amazing. But the experience is they, not something they, I need. They, they got to broaden the view. Yeah. Too narrow. Yeah. So what what do they got? They got Recore. They've got stuff like uh, Scalebound, the, the the Platinum Games uh, thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, gears. Um, yeah. Unless they, I know, and they're gonna. They gotta shock us. Yeah. What are they gonna shock us with? What I don't know, man. Shock us with? It's I don't know. I they don't do have a couple of unannounced titles that uh, they've hinted at so far. So. Yeah. Sunset so Overdrive too. Blinks the time sweeper. I, 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 I don't I, think those will happen. I'd love a Sunset Overdrive too. I'd be okay with that. I mean, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't it wouldn't sell me on you know Xbox, but I don't know. Yeah. So they are they're coming at this E3 from the the position of. You know, they've got to somehow get some traction against Sony. And uh, unless they have some amazing aces up their sleeves, I'm not sure how they're going to do that. Uh, Crimson Skies. Okay, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Pull, yeah. pull Crimson Skies. Right. Yes. That's what we're there talking we about. I mean, because that, that's the thing that Sony did, right? Yeah. Sony went to their well and said, like, what? I wouldn't be surprised if this year Sony's like, hey, guys, Bushido Blade's back. Like, they're yeah. just going to go into their vaults and say, what are the games that are super yeah. like, beloved or sold really well? We're Jumping Flash. Yeah. In right? VR. And just bring them back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, why not? Right. right. Sony has opened that door. Starhawk or or uh, or uh, Warhawk yeah. in VR sure. would be incredible. Why not? Yeah. So I feel like I feel like Microsoft has to respond to that ha- what happening last year yeah. by going into their vaults and saying what are our coolest games and saying right Crimson Skies are these beloved games that everyone's like where's this we want to play this again yeah. and finding ways to bring it back. It's not just introducing new IP which is cool. Yeah. And we're excited about new IP. And we're always excited about new IP, but there's something about the love letter that Sony has been writing to us all over and over again—that yeah. that, that works. You go, well, they really, they really. I mean, Phil Spencer know us, and know? Ken Lobb are two incredible people that are really, you know, and there's lots of excellent people at Xbox, uh, and but they are passionate fans of games with with deep connections, and and uh, Chris Charles is another one that are, really know their stuff and really know what we want as gamers, mm-hmm. but. It does feel like PlayStation has got another, like, six or seven names surrounding three guys or four guys like that on the Xbox side. Yeah. And they are doing a hell of a job sort of looping in, working with with uh, independent developers and stuff like that to, you know, find little gems and, and little peaks of excitement yeah. all the way along. And, and uh, yeah, Xbox now has got to really shock us yeah. this year, you know. So... Knowing what we know, which isn't tons, but what what would you be um, what what are you most hopeful for for the Xbox at E3 this year? Uh, most hopeful for man, um, if Crackdown Three is not going to be there, and we don't think it's going to be there, um, yes, yeah, so, I mean something like 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 we were saying last year, Sony made dudes cry. Sony made you know, yeah, they they dropped Final Fantasy, Shenmue, yeah. and Final Fantasy, and like they were like literally guys with. Tears yeah. streaming down yeah. their faces. <laughs> what has Microsoft got that could actually go up against that? What have they got that could could kind of equal the punch that, that Sony had last year? I don't know. What do I want to see out of it? I don't know. I because they really have delivered that with Halo. I think they've done an amazing job with the Halo. Uh, you know, there are some issues, but ha- Master Chief and Halo Five, not the single player so much, but yeah, in terms of value and Halo ness, I think they've done a really good job with that. But they need more. Yeah, I mean, they've done a great job selling Halo to the Halo fans, and yeah. I just uh, and Gears is going to be lapped up by the Gears fans. But these are these are established franchises that that are not coming with a lot of surprises. And yeah. 
And I don't know, man. It's going to be a really interesting year. It's going to be interesting to see, to see if they announce any kind of hardware initiative that's going to kind of go up against the what PlayStation you think PlayStation's doing with the Neo. Yep, maybe uh, the best piece of uh, news that's come out of Xbox has been the, the, the reverse engineering on backwards compatibility, and it's really incredible and admirable, but it's not an amazing thing to talk about in a new generation of machines, yeah, yeah. right? Like, it's, it's I, I certainly want Sony to do the same thing, but that's not enough to make us feel like, oh my God, these guys are on top of it. They have nailed everything, right? Well, I mean, the Xbox has been around the brand for how long now? 15, 12 years? Yeah, 2001, 15 yeah. years, right? You've got 15 years worth of games and products and brands and franchises and well, things and that you could start to mine. They threw down Phantom Dust last year, which was a really cool Xbox But game. sort of, yeah, like, I mean, th I think they need to go to that well yeah. and to really kind of dig through it and say, what, what are those games? And like, you know, it wouldn't hurt if they did more of the Tomb Raider-like exclusives. Like, it would, wouldn't hurt them to say the next Elder, Elder Scrolls game is going to launch first on Xbox One. They need to pull some of those okay. strings yeah. to really start to make people go, this system isn't just, like, finding parity with the PlayStation 4. This system is making a compelling case for me to invest in it instead of a PS4. Right. And they, that, they're not doing that other than Halo and, and Gears. I mean, there's Forza which has done a great job yeah. of leaping past Gran Turismo, and they've, yeah. they've now owned the simulation racing space. It's an amazing game. It's yeah. an amazing game, but it's still... I don't know if those three brands, which are their three biggest brands, I don't know if that's enough to, no. con to, to grow this, uh, th this, this install base. And it's hard to... I mean, like, I want Crimson Skies and Mech Assault so bad, you know, because I remember those moments on the original right. Xbox, but I don't think they were such financial wins and successes and consumer overwhelming pieces of joyful you know memory and entertainment that they would bring new consumers to the xbox it's almost like they have to they have to do that too they have to dip into their established core and deliver more of that and more features that i think they really polished and finessed with the 360 but they do have to surprise us with a Last Guardian type thing, you know, like something that evokes emotion yeah, immediately from watching a one-minute trailer. That was kind of the point of them buying Rare, too, and yeah. investing all those hundreds of millions or billions of, in Rare. And, I mean, I hope Sea of Thieves is awesome, but from yeah. what we've seen of it so far, there's nothing nothing that, that we've been shown so far that really compels me to want to play that. I sure. love a good pirate game. Yeah. So it, so it feels like there's almost... Uncharted's a great pirate game. What kind of pirates? So I think like they, they, they kind of tried that with Rare. I mean, they, they tried bringing... They, we got Rare Replay, and, they, yeah. and they've tried to bring back some of the, the Rare franchises. And that hasn't worked either. You yeah. know, I just... Yeah. It's like they, they get points for trying. They're trying everything. They're throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks, and so far everything's kind of... A lot of it's just sliding down the wall. So you know? Crimson Skies is your choice then? Bring back Kim Crimson Skies. Make actually make Elder Scrolls. They just buy like give Bethesda all the dollars. Yeah. Make Elder Scrolls Six an Xbox One exclusive. Right. Period. You're right. Right. And I mean that's that size that size yeah. of a, of a bomb has yeah. to happen wow. for them to really I think capture the attention of everybody because even if they announce a couple cool games and you know Scalebound could be really fun and and uh, uh, you know ReCore looks really interesting and that could be a really cool game I don't know anything about either of them yeah. but maybe they'll be really cool it's also known as the game that uh, has made us wait for um, uh, Mighty Number no. 9 Mighty Number no. 9 right? forever yeah, yeah that's okay. a game will come out yes. by that's the subtitle yeah you must wait for Mighty Number no. 9 by 2019 <laughs> yeah uh, 
so yeah, I mean, they're gonna have to pull. They're gonna have to pull some stuff. I, I, I know we're talking about Crimson Skies and as Crimson Skies, and for me, Crimson Skies <coughs> is the closest that Microsoft has to a Last Guardian for me. Yeah. Where like every year, in the back of our heads, we're like, maybe they'll bring out Crimson. Jordan uh, Weissman will come out. Crimson <laughs> yeah. Skies. Like in the back of your head, it's yeah. kind of scratching. I feel like that kind of. Oh my God! They're doing it, and yeah. it looks unbelievable. And look at this thing. They need to have us say that a lot. I don't know what's going to. Well, it's not going to be Minecraft on Oculus Rift. Like, that's not going to. And do honestly, it. Xbox is doing some clever things with Minecraft specifically, where they're partnering with the other console holders, like Nintendo's Super Mario stuff. What if they brought Crimson Skies and they said, "But we're also partnering with Oculus, and you're going to be able to play it in VR as well." You know, that would be freaking rad. That would be a great bomb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. What about what from what from PlayStation now? What what do they have to do to, or what are you hopeful that they will do that will uh, blow you away at E3 this year? Well, man, I mean, stay the course. I mean, yeah. just don't <laughs> blow it. I yeah. mean, right? I mean, like we know we're well. We think we're gonna see this uh, superpowered second console, yep. you know, optional console thing. Uh, I'm not enthused. We talked about this before. I'm not very enthused by that, but like maybe it'll look amazing. Maybe it'll be really cool. Maybe they'll make a great uh, case for why you know you could sell yours back and get a hundred bucks off and get an. Uh, who knows what they're gonna what their plan's gonna be for that? Yeah. So that's interesting to me. But software is more interesting to me. Yeah. Um, and I think they definitely need to uh, start to stick some good release dates on some of these big games we're excited about. We need to see Last Guardian for the holidays. We need to see Horizon Zero Dawn for the holidays. They got to keep it going because they yeah. got No Man's Sky coming out was my number one game so yeah. I'm excited to play this year that's coming out right when we come back from E3 so right. we're not going to see that on stage with another big thing yeah. that's ready to go yeah. so uh, I think we're going to see some of those big titles they announced last year that blew us away Final Fantasy whatever um, and, and I want to see more a little deeper dive on some of those games yeah. uh, a little bit bigger treatment of Horizon Zero Dawn on stage I mean that won a lot of awards yeah. we were all really stoked on it but we saw it, yeah. and as, as as E3 show judges, but a lot of the uh, audience seemed a little, to see it. a little empty yeah. when, when you actually play it. I mean, it looked cool, but it, there wasn't tons going they on. they got to yeah. go bigger and sell us on that. Yeah. And I think uh, beyond that, I just want to see them mine all of their resources. And they have so many resources. They have so many developers lined up yeah. that are interested in working with them. They have so many past awesome games. I don't even know what game that is. For me, honestly, Bushido Blade. I am ready for a new Bushido. I want Spider-Man from Sucker Punch. I've, okay. I've yeah, been right. thinking about board. about uh, that, them <laughs> doing a licensed superhero thing ever since Infa Infamous yeah. 2. I'm, I'm so psyched for that. And with the release date and all of that stuff, what about you, Steve? Well, yeah, like Ben says, the, the, the stuff that made us cry last year, uh, just tell us when we're getting it. Tell yeah. us, you know, give us more on, on the, the the, uh, I don't know if Shenmue is actually going to happen. I mean, is Shenmue actually happening? I don't know. Yeah, it's been very silent in the Shenmue. Give uh, us, world. Uh, give us. Can you imagine getting a concrete Last Guardian, like a concrete, real Last Guardian release date? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I could actually get my head around that. <laughs> I mean, we're so close to it. I feel like it's going to happen, and I'm going to sit there and say, No, they're yeah. going to have a date, you know, like November, whatever. They should give it away to everybody that's in the. <laughs> there uh, you go. Right. Pull it that, up. That would there, be okay. There we go. Remember the year that Xbox gave everyone in the the, yeah, the, the press conference. That's what Sony's got to do with the, the the PlayStation 4K. Well, Everybody gets the PlayStation well, 4K. Or Xbox yeah. with the new machine too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hold on. Talk to Steve for a second. I just got to check the uh, the camera here for a second. Okay, right. this isn't weird. Hey. This isn't weird. So uh, so uh, damn it, I was about to ask him like go the ahead. best now. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. Well, boxers or briefs. I want to talk. Okay, that very important question. Good journalism. I want to talk about uh, uh, toys to life because we just had a very big discussion off camera before we started this thing. Uh, Disney, as we know, not going to be at E3. Um, 
And uh, that's very weird because it feels like uh, I was just with Disney at United Front Games doing a whole walkthrough and playthrough of the, uh, the Marvel pack, the fighting game pack. And it was very fun and it's very cool and a good use of all of the characters that you can play in Disney Infinity. It's toast. That happened last week. What did you think when you heard the news? Toys to death, man. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Toys to death. It's a saturated market. It got oversaturated. Everyone revved it up, just like the music game genre. We had our, our brief moment where we're like, oh, my God, look at all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, my God, look at all this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. too much. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think Lego Dimensions. We, we, could, we could never live together. No. No. <laughs> you can just have your own wing. You can have your own oh. wing of the Lucas Manor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be in my side of the house. You'll be in. You'll be fine. We'll meet in the kitchen. I'll hand you a Batman figure. You'll be like, think about Batman. My face is. I'll never see you. Um, I, you know, look, I think Lego Dimensions jumped in the pool and all the fucking water came out because yeah. it was like, well, that's too much. That was one. That was the tipping point. And, uh, you know, in terms of Disney Infinity, I mean, the news has been out as far as kind of, you know, they basically haven't been making money on it. They've, been, they've lost a lot of money, and, you know, a lot of people are trying to figure out why. I, I personally think it's because they, they just it was It was Yondu. <laughs> it was Yondu. It was Gal Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Why they make so Why they make so That's there? fucking Michael Rooker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's they. That's you're not entirely, I think, off base. They they've basically tried to make a character a fucking Pocahontas, like every single thing. Yeah, and. You know, I, I spoke to a PR person who we worked with, who worked with Disney during part of that, and you know, she was explaining to me sort of like how complicated it is just to get one figure out because the people at Disney or on Fini working on Affinity have to call the people at that one particular Disney subdivision and get the clearance, and then they got to get the pose right, and the pose has to go through these people and those people, and all these people are getting paid to do all this. So you got to fund all the salaries for yeah. all these different people, yeah, yeah. and then you got to make the thing, and then you got to get it out there, and then there's so many of these figures that kids are just sort of overwhelmed by them. Yeah, and many of the people, many of the figures, the kids don't know. Yep. You know, they're that's like they've catered to. Uh, us, you know, to the parents, to the older players and the older consumers of Disney stuff. And Tron Legacy. I mean, yeah. what? The I was Tron. so excited about those. <laughs> but that was me, you know, most people. You're like the weirdest guy in the world, though. I mean, like most like normal human beings. Tron Legacy. We're just like, what? I, why would I spend money on that? <laughs> there's, there's, there's fads that come and go. There were, and there were pods and there were like, uh, you know, various kind of trading cards. It's, a toy's life was just it, it's just a, a fad that has come a fad a fad no yes, Vic, no fad, not Vic. a fad not, a fad. not 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 a fad it's a fad that's yeah. come and gone it, it 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 made its impact it saturated the market and then all some parents were like i'm paying like 300 bucks a month for these friggin' toys and now disney's got them and now lego's got them and i think you know we saw some pushback not not every Disney Infinity buyer or or Skylanders buyer is like a, a grown man with disposable income. Some of them are like families yeah. who are feel inundated by the need to keep up with these yes. these various collections. And I just think that we hit peak sort of toys to life, and I, we probably hit peak toys to life with Skylanders before Infinity ever came out. Mm. And I think Disney came into the party a little too late and uh, found out that that there's just not enough there for it and now it's going to go away it's all going to go away i would be surprised if skylander sticks around you know? really yeah i would be surprised i think lego dimensions is going to clean up now i honestly think so? yeah i think we're going to get the star wars stuff in there and i think we're going to get uh 
uh, all the slower stuff with, with Disney Infinity, and, and it's, that uh, didn't save it. But the it's the mash of of different licenses and Lego Dimensions that's working. No, I think you're, yeah. I think you're like you're, yeah. you're like a hundred. I kind of want to push you back into the sand. <laughs> <laughs> you, so you think Lego Dimensions is on the chopping block too? You For think sure. Warner Absolutely. Brothers is thinking it's it's over? I think it was the moment, like a week after the thing came out. I mean, yeah. like. The ask on that game, the the amount of money you're supposed to invest to unlock that game, yeah. is outrageous. And now they they even right after they you know two weeks after it came out, they're like, oh, uh, okay, now you can rent characters, you know, for a little bit to get yeah. through certain sections. And it's like Jesus Christ, like yeah. you designed a game so that two weeks after you launch it, you got to change the entire you know system of how you unlock character, like. That's a mess, and I know that the Lego characters are cool, and kids love them. Well, the Lego here's my my you know, my uh, ability to get over the price hump, and I'll tell you, I've been buying a lot of those figures as well. Okay. Warner Brothers sent me some of them, but I have bought tons of them because I got completely hooked on the game. But the figures themselves are five bucks each, and you can usually only get them blind buy, or you got to buy them inside of uh, bigger kits that cost you more money. You get a figure and a vehicle, or two figures and a vehicle for fifteen bucks, or ten, or, or you know, ten bucks. Some of that stuff's on sale too if they if they didn't sell. You're actually getting quite a bit of toy plus the interactive element in the Lego price equation for the dollar. Yeah, but there's there's no yes. What what Steve was doing, which is falling asleep, yeah. is is what I believe is the problem, which is that. As, 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 as compelling as that model sounds, yeah. that model would have been unbelievable five years ago before Skylanders came out. Right. Because now it's derivative, it's the same thing we've done. There's right. the magic of, I put a thing on a stand and now I play it in the game, is done. And that's what this is all about. It's yeah. all about the magic of those of that connection. Yeah. I'm not, not saying that LEGO Dimensions doesn't still, for some kids, like they're gonna, you know, I have a two and a half year old, you know, when he's four years old, he might just might mind be blown by all these things. Yeah. But I don't think that they're going to be able to sustain it. Like next year, what are they going to do? They're going to have like Lego Dimensions year. Well, this Lego old, Dimension double dimensions. Well, like Warner, Warner Brothers. Dimension. I mean, they they got to come up with the the answer this year. I mean, we're going to know what their plans are. But now that Disney has. Uh, has taken Marvel and, and Star Wars and said we're going to start licensing that stuff and Lego already works with that. Warner Brothers already works with that. I, I suspect that that will be augmented to Lego Dimensions Infinity. Lego Dimensions, <laughs> you know, and and uh, maybe they'll do some weird thing where, where some of these figures and characters that they have been produced for Infinity will start to work with some of the other sets. Man, wouldn't that be crazy? Sure. Or bring you know bring Call of Duty into Skylanders. There you go. <laughs> I'm talking to two non-toy collectors. I, I am so excited about the future of toy collecting. Yeah, honestly, I would be cool too. I would like some more collector-oriented stuff. I was talking to uh, to John Vignocchi and the Disney Infinity people. It's like, okay, why don't you make bigger characters and make some some uh, ships and vehicles and make them poseable? Like, and they were working on some of that stuff. They were actually gonna do some of the more collector-oriented stuff with uh, with 4.0. They were they're actually counting on you. They, 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 they were basically making Disney Infinity for me, and it didn't work. I guess that's what happened. I'm sorry, Disney Infinity. I'm sorry to everybody that worked on that game. That's that's the saddest thing for me is that it was yeah, it was an industry, man. It was it was a lot of companies involved, and I'm I'm honestly worried about Ninja Theory now because. They were a big component of the future of that thing. Yeah, we, but man, you chase the dragon. Sometimes you get burned. Yeah. I mean, like that's what they did. They chased Skylanders. They saw Skylanders did this thing, and they said, "That's awesome. Let's try to outdo them." Yeah. I am, in general, with game design, not a fan of that. Yeah. Like, 
do your thing. Yeah. You know, don't just try to make a better thing than someone else can. Because that the 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 That's magic. What the whole business is built. I know, on but that. I but I, but so when 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 a, when one of those second. The guy who comes in second, yeah. he I mean, tries it, it next. Yeah, that, rock band was better than Guitar Hero. Yes. You know, if they didn't try, we wouldn't have, you know, they invented Guitar Hero to begin with, but then they one-upped it with a with a full band. Like, uh, Disney Infinity was a better game because of its, maybe not in uh, the intricate moment-to-moment -moment kind of design that Skylanders had, but in terms of its... Uh, open-endedness and its custom creation yeah, stuff. Yeah, but Disney, Disney the, the, the thing here is Disney pinned their entire fortunes on being the second place Toys to Life, you know, company. Like, they yeah. were like, they didn't just say, we're going to try to do this too and see how it goes, and if it goes well, we'll invest in it. They yeah. said, we're not going to make any other video games, we're just going to pour everything into this Fakakta brand new category, yeah. and I think that's what happens. It burned them, yeah. Yeah, it burned them. Yeah, so and I, now they're out of it, and we'll get licensed stuff, and and EA's going to have a Star Wars game every year. <laughs> and I wonder what happens with uh, with Marvel now. Uh, so this is, uh, yeah, this is going to be interesting days. So you guys are saying that uh, 2016 will be the the death knell for Toys to Life as yeah, a category. In general, in yeah. general, yeah. Okay. I, don't think, I don't think LEGO Dimensions hangs on through 2017. I don't okay. think Skylanders hangs on through 2017. Wow. I think Skylanders, of the three, even though you know it tends to get lost in the conversation now because Disney and, yeah. and LEGO have sort of been a little fresher and newer, I think Skylanders is the one franchise that, I mean, look, Activision doesn't let things die. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to just put that thing away if it's still making them money. And I think, unlike the other two, Skylanders... Is, is maybe, you know, a better game in the way it's been thought through. Like, it was sort of, like, it looks it the Diablo. best. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's Diablo, but it, it just... Toys, Toys for Bob, I think, is an amazing developer. Yep. They have an incredible system of how they create those, those, those monsters. And keep in mind, unlike Lego Dimensions and unlike Disney Infinity, there ain't any licensing. Yeah. There's none of that. They just dream up crazy monsters yeah. and you play with them. That's a little easier to sustain in terms of, like, not having to worry about, like... Yeah. The blowing and changing tides and winds and, of and now of, they are people being interested. There's players. an animated thing coming, and there's there's other transmedia stuff that's coming around Skylanders, so maybe that will help perpetrate. Yeah. I you know I think that uh, Lego Dimensions against all odds, because I thought it was just going to be a cash in thing. That ended up being a ga the game that I game, yeah. I really got addicted to playing through all of those it levels. It is a great game, but it, it is it is the the same Lego game we've been seeing all along. Yeah. Just now with more cool stuff. I love the fact that you've got all these these properties mixed together. Yeah, Ghostbusters pack was incredible, yeah. and the Marvel or the uh, the <laughs> the the Midway arcade pack. We got to play all of those. I love you, Vic. It's so I good, love you. man. Couldn't, I love love you. You. couldn't they have Couldn't they have made that game without any of the figures, and it still would have been awesome? Yeah. Yeah. Well, all the Toys to Life stuff could be that way. Yeah. I mean, particularly yeah. the dimensions. We're like, oh, yeah. my God, they smashed it all together. And it's like, well, they could have just done that. Well, ma maybe maybe that's the, the yeah. shoe that will drop this year. Maybe yeah. Lego Dimensions is coming out as a retail thing, and you yeah. get everything in it. Yeah. I mean, that would be crazy, right? I think that would not be a bad idea. And same, I mean, Disney Infinity should do that, too. I don't understand why they wouldn't say, well, we, we wrapped it up, but here's everything in, you know, unlocked. Go for it. Have some fun. It's not it's not a strong enough standalone game. I don't think I liked I really liked the Star Wars stuff in Infinity, but a, a lot of the stuff just left me kind of cold. It's very it's very kid focused. It's a very simple simple gameplay. It's, yeah. As Skylanders, Skylanders has a, a different level of, of polish. Um, and like I could play a Skylanders Skylanders game and have fun with it. Mm. I didn't have a lot of fun with any of the, the Infinity titles. I think the the hook the Star Wars stuff was great. The Star Wars yeah you're right the Star Wars the 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 Force Awakens stuff and the, the original trilogy stuff was actually really good. It was yep. a good Star Wars game, but 
I don't think that game stands on its own as a game. I think it stands as a uh, a vehicle to these to collect to these toys. Stuff. And if the if the yeah. toys aren't are working out, then the game's not going to stand on its own. Okay, so. Uh, 2016 release right now, Deus Ex is the thing I'm most excited about. You're most excited about uh, No Man's Sky, yep. and what are you most excited about for 2016? That we for sure know is coming out in yep. 2016, that we may have, like, glimpsed already. I, well, I, I, Deus Ex, I guess, but that feels really weird. As much of a, of a Deus Ex fan as I am, it feels weird to say that's the thing I'm most excited about now for the rest of the year. Why? Because... I don't know. I mean, the Revolution was was a, no, no, a game I, of the I, year contender, no man. No argument. No argument. Yeah. I love the I love the fact that the heads are now human proportion. They're not the tiny heads <laughs> they were <laughs> in Human Revolution. Don't be crazy. As soon as somebody pointed it out, you can't unsee the I tiny never, heads. Of now, Dan's now that's the way. Oh my play. god! They've all got tiny heads. No. It's fucking weird. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'm stoked for that. But uh, I'm I'm more stoked to see what the surprise is going to be. Uh, Dishon yeah. Dishonored two this year. It's out this year. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. probably. Yeah, it's that probably, yeah. yeah. That's neck and neck. For yeah, sure. and I mean, October 21 with uh, Battlefield 1 and with uh, Civ 6, that's going to be a big day. I'm psyched for w uh, what Infinity Ward is doing with uh, Infinite Warfare with the new Call of Duty. That looks Titanfall, like fun. Titanfall 2, Titanfall 2 is out this year. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so for what you are most hopeful in general from E3 game-wise, what, what are you most hopeful will be announced that we will get uh, by 2017. By 2017, yeah. uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, meets Crim versus Crimson Skies. No, Red Dead, Red Dead for me for sure. Red what? Dead 2, Crimson Skies, good man, that crossover. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and, and officially, for the record, officially, yeah. state right here yeah. on this uh, blustery yeah. uh, beach um, that Crimson Skies uh, is going to be my new Last Guardian. Yeah, uh, I am going to just start to kind of think about it all the time, yeah, and, and then I'm gonna like get let down when they don't say anything about it. Yeah. I'm gonna start weird rumors on the internet Let's about do it. like yeah. Let's do it. Starts right here, and everybody involved too. You can all participate. Yeah. You can all tell us what you're most excited about. You can uh, tell Steve and Ben that they're very wrong about Toys to Life, and that <laughs> Disney Infinity is great, and uh, Lego Dimensions is excellent, and Skylanders is good too. Um, and what you're. Uh, uh, let us know what you're most excited about too. So yeah. you're gonna say Crimson Skies? Yeah, you know, actually, uh, during this week, and without giving anything away, uh, I ran into a fellow by the name of Mitch Gittleman, who yeah. a lot of people might not know, but Mitch is a, a partner with Jordan Wiseman, yeah. who ran Fossil Studios back in the day. They made all the Mech Warrior games. They made Shadow Run. Made they, Crimson Skies. And they made Crimson yeah. Skies. Yeah. So uh, I did not have uh, a, a lot of time to talk to Mitch, but I talked to Mitch briefly, and uh, that's all I can say. Yeah. See, I'm starting. Oh, I started. That's it. good. Yeah. That's good. Rumors yeah. started. I talked to Mitch. Uh, uh, I said, "How's your, how's your wife? How's your kids?" That was the, 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 the conversation. But you could surmise. But maybe not. Yeah. But maybe not. Gentlemen, thank you. Let's hope it is uh, a, a fantastic E3, no matter how weird it is. Right? Uh, things uh, always I'll get. Things always get weird on this show. Uh, Very weird. I was reaching for your. Uh, Th thanks for watching, everybody. Stitcher. Esports. Esports. <laughs> hey, thanks for checking out that video on our EPN channel. It's just one small part of the things that we make around here. So if you liked it, don't forget to check out some of our other vids and hit that subscribe button.